guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with yours truly. My name is Katie Bilotti, and I know it has been a hot second since I've uploaded an episode, and there is a legitimate reason for that. I okay, someone's like having an issue outside with the taxi cab. Um, I don't know if you can hear that at all. So there are a few updates I do want to just kind of fill you in on. I'm not going to ramble on and on about this. I have a whole YouTube video about it if you guys follow me on YouTube, but basically I somehow living in Manhattan, I don't even know, somehow contracted Lyme disease. And this is actually new information for a while, for about two weeks. I had absolutely no idea what was wrong with me. Basically, I woke up one day with completely, almost completely numb limbs from the waist down. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Long story short, went to the hospital. They performed a procedure that went horribly wrong. And it resulted in me having a hematoma bleed the size of something large like a a pancake (laughs) um in my spine or on in my spinal region and so that resulted in a severe amount of pain which left me in the hospital uh without you know the ability to really move for an extended period of time and essentially it all relates back to me having Lyme disease because Lyme disease essentially attacks your nervous system and so that's why I went numb and that is why everything happened I guess some freaking tick that bit me at one point so that was why I was out of commission for a while and I also in the process of all that somehow managed to move apartments so I'm actually filming or recording rather my very first podcast right now in my new apartment uh, in Greenwich Village. As you guys know, I lived in Hell's Kitchen for a year, and I did talk about this on a recent or more recent episode. Um, Basically, no hard feelings about Hell's Kitchen. I really did like it, um, but I really just feel like it's just a time for me to be living downtown, like really in the thick of it, like where all the excitement is. Um, That's going to definitely result in some more taxi honking and ambulance sirens and all that stuff in the background of the episodes but you know it's it's a great space I'm really excited to show you guys more of it on my YouTube channel and on my Instagram and all that stuff but yeah that was kind of a little uh, long story short explanation if you guys want the full spiel like I said I have a whole YouTube video on it so you can check that out basically it was a really really shitty experience that happened to me or just a shitty situation you know and I feel like that's just kind of life like you you never know you're stressing about one thing one day and then like a whole nother stress hits you that you you didn't see coming and that just blows all your other stress out of the water by like a landslide and it's just very sobering you learn a lot from it like truly I have learned so much from the experience like I hate being like all cliche like oh I learned so much but like truly I did and I yeah so tonight's episode is not going to be mainly about the whole Lyme incident of the past few weeks because as much as I want to talk about that and whatever like or I feel comfortable talking about it I feel like there's other things that are bugging you guys um based on my Instagram poll um or my Instagram I always ask you guys for suggestions and just ask you guys what you're anxious about and I always try to address those things because obviously I care about what's bugging you and I want to talk about it and I want us to feel or you to feel like we're truly friends and like I'm here for you so yeah I'm gonna be talking about some other stuff tonight but know that like I'm not letting this whole situation rest. Like I am still thinking about the whole experience every day. I still have um, an imprint from where the IV was in my arm for 10 days, pumping like morphine into me when I was in severe pain. Like, believe me, it was something that I will never forget. But in the spirit of moving on, I'm not dwelling on it and I'm not making it ruin my life because it's not. And I'm back in action, but I'm back in action 
you know, with this tucked into the back of my mind, knowing that it happened and that it sucked and that I am a stronger person now, a stronger person that has Lyme disease. And I'm still, you know, working through the symptoms of that. But anyway, so carrying on with the episode, guys. Um, so there's a lot of things I want to talk about tonight, namely, you know, the, the, the main overarching idea being stress. I, I did do a whole episode on stress, but I want to, this is a different sort of spin on it. A lot of you guys are, you know, recent graduates about to graduate, you know, on summer vacay or the summer post-grad and you're freaking the fuck out. And a lot of you guys have been DMing me just, you know, pouring your hearts out, asking me for help, asking me for suggestions, just kind of at a weird point in your lives, you know, kind of mid, mid major moments, you know, I I always uh, reflect on or I I just kind of refer to it as like stepping stone moments. I talked about that in my one of my previous episodes. But basically, you're in this like weird kind of middle phase of life. And you're like, what the heck? Like, what do I do from here? Where do I go? Do I have to follow the path that everyone else is following? And this can even be if you're postgrad, you know, already in your career, like, am I in the right job? Like, or am I doing the right thing? Like, and, and what kind of decides or who decides what is the right thing to do? And like, and, and just kind of, you know, debunking and just talking to you guys about the stress that I felt and the stress that I feel every single day and things like that. And I actually, I did some, some little researching on some, this um, Korean uh, technique related to the whole thing. So that's, that's going to be cool too. A little anecdotal sort of thing. If I run out of other things to say, I have, I always, guys, I always have like little, um, I mean, I have a notebook always when I'm recording these podcasts, but I kind of just go off willy nilly. Like right now I'm just like staring at my computer screen, looking at the time go by, um, not reading my notes, but then I always have like my notebook ready just in case I forget or I don't know what to say. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, what do I say? Okay, here's my notes. Here are the things I wrote down earlier. So just so you know, that is what I always have nearby. (laughs) And okay, so before I get any further with the episode, I do want to read something that kind of just hit the nail on the head. I just need to read it because I feel like we're only we're only six minutes in, so a lot of you guys are still listening. I don't know how how many of you guys listen to this all the way through. I know a lot of you guys do, but some of you guys, you know, might just listen to the first few minutes, like whatever, no hard feelings at all. But I think this is just so important and you just need, you need to hear this, okay? You need to hear it. And my friend Bianca, um, aka Rainbow Salt on Instagram, you guys all need to follow her. I talk about her so often on the episodes because this girl literally reads my mind. Like whenever I'm about to upload an episode about a certain topic, she just knows somehow and creates a whole post on what I'm going to talk about. And she just says it 10 times better than I do. So Bianca, like if you're ever in the city, like let's collaborate on an episode because you... She just says things so much better than I do. And she also listens to my podcast. So hi, Bianca. Um, I'm reading your words and they're really beautiful. So basically, I'm just going to read it and you're going to listen. And if you're in your car or on the way to work or whatever you're doing, just really take a moment to process this and just think about it. Okay. All right. That's that's the preface. So here we go. I'm going to try not to fuck this up and stumble over my words because I have a problem reading uh, in front of people. And I guess I'm reading in front of you right now. So anyway. Okay. Please, just trust the timing of your life. You don't have to have it all figured out by a certain age. You don't have to chase a version of success that does not inspire you. You have to learn about yourself. You have to keep doing the work, not just physically, but emotionally. You have to learn about who you are on a foundational level. You have to understand what you deeply value, what ignites your soul, what makes you want to get up in the morning, and you have to choose that every single day. You have to stand up for it. 
You have to leap towards that hope even when it's scary, even when you're the only one dreaming in that direction because there's no point in moving quickly towards a life you don't want. Oh, guys, I need to repeat that. Because there's no point in moving quickly towards a life you don't want. There's no point in doing everything right if you're just going to end up unhappy. No, you're not failing at life. You're not falling behind because you're moving at a different pace than those around you. You're not odd or delusional if your dreams do not look like the ones society told you to have when you were younger. You're making your life your own. You're growing into your future. Never be ashamed of that. Whoa, okay, like mind blown. If you must, go ahead and like, you know, rewind and listen to that again and again and again on repeat. If I could just do a whole episode of just that quote, I would because it truly does combine so many of our fears in one cute little condensed post. Because guys, like I I must repeat it, that one line, there's no point in moving quickly towards a life you don't want. I think, you know, I say this a lot. I always blame society and I'm like, society, society, society. If society was a person, I would have like a voodoo doll of them at this point because like I, I rip apart society in every single episode I post. But truly guys, I think, you know, there is this, there is, whether we like to admit it or not, or whether we like to, you know, talk about it or not, there is this kind of expectation that society sets for us and you know whether we choose to follow it or not it does exist and a lot of people are following that you know template for life putting that preset on their lives you know I think of it kind of like that it's just it's something that it's a trend and it's just well I don't even know if it's a trend but it changes obviously it fluctuates over time but like that's just kind of how things are going at this point and it's it's something that we almost feel like we need to follow or else we're either not going to fit in we're not going to be successful and there's always this fear this just insane fear that creeps up you know that something that we're just not going to make ourselves proud and we're not going to use this time that we have wisely. And I think a lot of us, you know, although a lot of us are young, we still do view our lives as this, you know, this hourglass that we flip over and we only have, you know, a certain amount of time until all the sand is just completely gone. And then we look back at our lives and are we happy? Are we proud of ourselves? Did we make all of the right choices? And I think, you know, there's so much wrong with that because we almost feel like it's this this race that we need to finish and you know check all the boxes and do all the things that we're supposed to do and we forget that there's you know a very unique very uh you know full of potential you know human being inside of us that has all of these choices you know some have more choices than others of course in terms of like your privilege and your situation economically and where you live but Truly, we do all have choices. You know, we do have choices. And a lot of us, you know, kind of limit ourselves in what we choose because we're afraid of failing. And, you know, I wrote this this thing down. Um, I was sitting in the park earlier tonight um, eating my dinner, kind of people watching, because that's what I do these days. I, I'm actually, guys, like, before I get into this, I think it's so interesting because I have some friends. I love my friends so much, but I have some friends my friends always want to hang out every single day. A lot of us are, I mean, I'm, I've been single for like ever, but a lot of my friends are more recently single. And now that they're not spending a lot of time, time with their boyfriends after work and such, they're like, oh guys, let's go do this. Let's go see a show. Let's go to a comedy show. Let's go, you know, go to this restaurant. Let's go hang out. Let's do this, that, whatever. And, you know, I have such a content contentness content feeling with just being alone sometimes like I love my alone time and like that's the time where I truly can like think and process and I love my friends but like 
today I was sitting in the park like completely by myself like (laughs) ignoring my phone like people were asking me to hang out and I was like nope I am sitting in the park staring at strangers eating my salad in peace and I wrote this thing down in my journal I said you know kind of a question to myself and and to all the people asking me on Instagram about like what they should do post-grad and what they should do you know what choices they should make you know in their lives like with jobs with with a lot of things and I wrote down do you genuinely not want to do blank or are you afraid of failing at blank you know are you do you just genuinely not want to do it there's a there's a huge difference guys and you know deep in your soul we try to ignore it sometimes and just paint it up as like oh I don't want to do it like I don't want to do it because it's easier to say that than to address our fears associated with it you know like our are we just afraid of getting a job after college? Because we, you know, four years of of college, like, yes, college is is stressful in its own right. Like, there is a a whole slew of stresses that are associated with college just because it's college. But, you know, there is a certain structure to college that doesn't exist in the real world. And that, you know, adulting is like a real thing that is very freaking scary. Like, last week when I was you know, not sure what was wrong with me and my parents were all the way in Maryland and like I just kind of convinced myself like I was going to be able to handle this on my own. I went to all my MRI appointments by myself, like didn't even tell my friends I was, I was told them, I told them I was like doing them, but I didn't, didn't give them specifics and they obviously offered to like come with me and I was like, no, 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 this is something I need to handle on my own. Like I'm an adult now. I don't need any help. That's another, you know, whole episode of like how I never ask for help, like ever, ever. And I like am seriously working on that, especially after this whole situation. But I mean, I've, I've addressed this as well. But like a lot of things that happen in the adult, like weird middle phase of life is uncomfortable. It's really freaking uncomfortable. And you have to know the difference between not wanting to do something because you don't want to follow that path. And like, that's fine. Like if you are like, I don't want to go to college or I don't want to do this job, this finance job that I've been preparing for four years for, and I've decided I don't want to do it. And like changing my path sort of thing, because I'm passionate about something else that's completely different or whatever. That's a whole different ballpark or a whole different like ball game, ball game. That's the phrase, whole different ball game than you know, seeing something, looking at something and being like, I am freaking terrified of doing that. Like I just, I'm just scared of all the risks involved. I'm scared of being uncomfortable. I'm scared of my first week at work and going into an unfamiliar place and being told to do all these things that I didn't learn in college. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Believe me, like I, I'm actually, this is actually a very, you know, good time, good timing, good timing involved with this episode. That's what I'm trying to say. Because, um, actually a year ago, next Tuesday, I think maybe it's Tuesday. Okay, this time, essentially, this time last year was my first week of work at L'Oreal. And if you guys have been following me for a while, you know that I've been making YouTube videos since the beginning of time. I've been doing like blogging stuff. I've been doing a lot of other side projects. And there was like a very strong part of me, a very big part of me that was like, I don't want, oh my God, there are the taxis, guys. This is New York. I don't want to get a real job or like, what society deems as a real job because I'm very content creating content online. I love what I do and I don't want a job to complicate that. And that was my like kind of front, my front mindset, you know, what I was convincing myself that was true. But truly deep down, I really craved a job. I craved a team. I craved the teamwork involved in being at a company and working for a company with, you know, products that I was passionate about or things or service, just like just something that I was passionate about and working with a group of people that were also passionate about the same thing. Deep down, that's what, you know, senior year college Katie really wanted. 
But, you know, I was freaking scared, guys. Like, I had never, I did, like, a little, like, kind of BS internship, but I never had, like, a real, real, real job. Like, yes, I worked at Rita's Italian Ice before that. I talked about that a few weeks ago, too. But, you know, that that was just kind of a little thing I did when I was 16 to make money, you know, before I really took off on YouTube and whatever. And that was just something that I wasn't extremely passionate about. Like, I mean, there's some people out there that are probably extremely passionate about Italian ice and ice cream and such, but I was just not really passionate about that but you know when I got the offer for L'Oreal I was like oh my god this is really cool but like also really freaking scary because there's all these it just kind of opens the door to all these new and unfamiliar things that I would have to be uncomfortable dealing with you know not really knowing what I was walking into especially because my my offer was like over the phone it wasn't extremely official there was really no like job description for my title like I just knew that it was social media and it was for the biggest beauty brand in the world and you know, it was something that I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And I feel like a lot of jobs these days are kind of like that. They kind of just will figure out what your title is once you get there. You know, a lot of people end up doing a lot of things that aren't in their job description. That's something I've learned. Even at a huge company like L'Oreal, I'm constantly picking up little things that are not in my job description and that I'm challenged with and one of them being actually an analytics project kind of so I had to do a lot of calculations and a lot of math stuff which I'm really really not comfortable with and I really did not excel in math like I was the type of person that would turn in a test like in any math class that I like excessively prepared for like studied for like really tried for and I just remember getting it back and seeing all the red x's like wrong 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 my work would all be right and I'd somehow still get the wrong answer and like that was just how I viewed math like all throughout my life just I was just not built for math and although I am a really creative person and that's like my main job at L'Oreal is all creative work I sometimes do you need to you know see if my work is working you know I need to calculate the analytics and see you know are my posts that I'm that I'm creating for L'Oreal working and like what can I do to improve and which posts are doing better than others and like whatever and you know and that sounds really simple but like there's a lot that goes into it and I was preparing for this huge presentation yesterday um and I it was just such like an interesting moment because like I I did all the work and I really fact-checked and I like made sure it was all correct and I presented it and my boss's boss actually told me today that she was most impressed with my work and how I viewed it you know creatively but also I took the time to look into something that wasn't creative and that was deeper and that marketers could understand and I was just so like it just made me feel so so good that I was like able to tackle this new thing and like yeah it was scary yeah it was really uncomfortable and it was just so different for me like I had to kind of reteach myself how to calculate like averages and like simple things that like people learn and like I just kind of blocked out of my mind so I was like I'm bad at that I'm not going to do that again and you know that's just kind of proof like in a small example that like something uncomfortable can result in something that you're really proud of and you're like wow I did that so kind of okay that was like a little spiel about like you know post-grad situation but like I think a lot of times you know you need to realize like your guys your future your future depends on you you're you know, your past, you know, your past can't be helped. Your past is what it is. You did what you did, whatever. You're, you know, going to live with some of those mistakes. You're going to live with some of that knowledge forever, a lot of that knowledge forever. But your future self needs you to make the right choices for you. And you're going to make some wrong ones too. And that just goes along with the whole you know, design of life. You're going to make some good choices. You're going to make some bad choices. Some choices are going to be, you know, thrust upon you. You're going to, you know, have things you're going to have to do no matter what. Like my whole 
incident in the hospital is proof to the pudding of that. It's like, you know, I didn't want that. I didn't prepare for that, but it happened. And there's going to be things like that too. And you just need to roll with the punches, but know in your heart that, you know, there are things that you're, you want to do so badly, you know, and there's going to be some fear associated with that. And, you know, you need to think about, like I said, you know, do you genuinely not want to do it because you are passionate about something else? Or are you just scared? Are you afraid? Or, you know, is it just really hard to, to figure out what it is you want to do? I feel like a lot of people struggle. You know, I actually was reading through my messages and a lot of you guys are just struggling, you know, to figure out what you want to do. You know, I feel like through college, we kind of, you know, kind of grasp onto some things that we want to do. You know, with all the classes we take, we kind of realize, you know, what things we're passionate about, what things we hate, what things we like. But sometimes it's still not black and white, you know, what that looks like for us in terms of a career and you know it's tough and I don't know I'm trying to like kind of process and think I watched a lot of my old videos you know trying to figure out what was going through my mind at the time like why did I decide to do social media why was I passionate about that and it does all go back to you know me being online for as long as I have just creating content and I've always been really passionate about creating content online and stuff like that and I think you just need to kind of sit yourself down and really think about you know if it means like making a checklist or make, not checklist, but like a list, like writing down the things that you like to do and figure out, you know, what that looks like in a career. And granted, there's going to be things that you do at work that you don't like. And that's just the nature of work. Work is work. At the end of the day, does anyone actually want to be there like over anywhere else they could possibly be in the world? you know the the chances are pretty high that the answer is no like people don't want to be there if they could be at home with their kids or out you know at a bar or I don't know a number of places I, I just think of like a tropical vacation like I would obviously prefer to be on a tropical vacay but work is work and like just make sure that the majority of what you're doing you're happy with and you are passionate about like I walked into my office after being gone for so long and I was just floored by how much people appreciated me and and missed me and I feel like like I said I had a huge meeting yesterday I felt listened to I felt like what I was saying I just my my heart was like fluttering so I was so excited talking about it you know chase those passions chase those things that make your heart flutter like that you know what that looks like for you So I'm going to interrupt that thought really quick to introduce tonight's sponsor. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Lola. As you guys know, I've mentioned Lola before. It's a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. And essentially their mantra is that, you know, women should not have to compromise when it comes to their feminine care products. Like that time of the month is not fun. And just in general, like being a woman with a vagina, it's difficult. There's a lot of things involved, you know. So Lola makes it easy for you to get access to products that you can feel confident in and you're not, you know, compromising. And my favorite part about using Lola tampons, that's primarily what I use from the company, is knowing where they came from, what they're made out of, and I'm not just, you know, picking up a box off the shelf and not knowing what's in my products. With Lola, I know I'm getting BPA-free applicators and cotton tampons. You know, the FDA doesn't require brands to disclose what's in their products. So a lot of brands, you know, use rayon and polyester and like very questionable things in their products. And so I know with Lola, I'm getting what it says on the box. It's a very discreet packaging and it comes right to my front door. So I don't have to worry about, you know, running out of tampons and having to run downstairs and grab some from the CVS. Not to mention it's a female founded company, you know, making products for women. So I just feel good about it. And I want you guys to give it a try and feel good about it too. So obviously 
I have a little code for you guys. For 40% off of all subscriptions, visit MyLola, that's M-Y-M as in macaroon, Y, Lola, L-O-L-A dot com and enter code HelloKatie. That's Hello, K-A-T-Y when you subscribe and you can get 40% off of all subscriptions on the site. And you can feel good about it because for every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters around the U.S. All right, now back to the episode. You know, not even to mention though, like, or I guess to mention, I'm going to mention it. It's actually really, really freaking difficult to you know, once you figure out what you want to do, finding a job that is available that suits you or that is, you know, what you want to do. And a lot of us end up taking jobs that might not, you know, completely be what we want to do. Like it might not completely be that, you know, heart fluttering sensation that I mentioned a few minutes ago. You know, we might not experience that or think about that. And it might just be a job. Like it might just be something that we do and we might not be completely happy and you know, I think that that is also something that just happens in life. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, just do what makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, the world is not always like that. There's going to be jobs that, you know, are out there that are going to be filled and that might not be passion projects. It might just be a freaking job. But the way I see it, you know, kind of, you know, using my experience at L'Oreal, like I have a lot of colleagues, like co-work colleagues, I hate calling them colleagues, my co-workers, my, my work family, people that I work with that have had a number of careers before they came to L'Oreal and they've done so many other things and that guy is like doing a lot of other things. If it, you know, even if it's not your passion project, your passion job, having all those other experiences with different companies truly will get you far or like it it boosts you as a person having all those other experiences so even if you don't land your perfect position post-grad you know having the experience you're in if you're in a shitty job right now or you just took a shitty job or a job that you're just like you're sitting at and you're like this isn't right okay first of all know that internalize that realize that within yourself that you're you're not entirely happy at this job And, you know, make a conscious effort to look for other jobs, look for other opportunities, you know, network yourself, slide in people's LinkedIn messages and talk to, you know, alumni, alumni from your college or alumni from your high school or people that your parents know, like definitely do the networking, do the work, but also know that what you're doing is not waste, you're not wasting your time, so to speak. I think a lot of people chalk it up as like, oh, this job I'm not happy in, I'm wasting my time right now that where I could be somewhere else. You know, we always have the mentality that we could be somewhere better. sorry that's like a I'm like I have some allergies right now guys like I'm sorry is anyone else like dealing with like insane scratchy throat at the moment like the cough drops on my desk are like there's like wrappers everywhere anyway I think it's just important for you to know that you know the time you're spending maybe in a place where you're not entirely happy is not wasted time because first of all you realize that okay you know maybe I don't like this job and you now know this you now know that this one job that you know, you took because you thought it was going to be something or maybe you didn't and you just needed a job because let's be real, we need, like in this society, you need need a job to, to stay afloat a lot of times unless you're, you know, have like a random trust fund or something, I don't know. But, you know, there's this quote that says, um, or I don't really remember like the full actual quote, but the concept or like the paraphrased version, you know, people don't learn by being told. They learn, you know, they have to find out for themselves and that's how they learn. You know, they have to like quite literally, you know, do, I feel like in college there's this thing called like experiential learning, which was like not just sitting in a classroom and like, you know, taking notes. It was like actually experiencing and learning that way. And I always think about um, my abroad experience and how like I, I learned. So I, I don't know if 
you guys know this, but I went abroad to Italy. Um, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, I went abroad and it was life changing. Oh my God. Because we all know those people that like talk about their abroad experience way too much. And it was like almost like three years ago now. So like I should probably stop talking about it. But Italy was amazing. Um, you know, seeing another, experiencing another culture was so unreal. But, you know, I, I took this Italian class for, uh, I did like eight credit Italian. So it was like double the Italian that I was, or double the language requirement that I had to take, but I took like double. So it was like every single day I took Italian. And my professor was so amazing because instead of just sitting in the classroom all the time, we, we went out and we had to actually converse with people like Italians, like actual authentic Italians. And I learned very quickly that there's a lot of slang that I will never know. But, you know, that's that's kind of, that's a very interesting concept. Like, you know, a lot of times, you know, there's just no way to learn, no way to learn unless you actually experience it and you're actually in the field, like, experiencing that that thing. You know, like, you can read all the novels, all the movies, or see all the movies in the world about, like, romance and whatever, but you won't know what a real heartbreak feels like or what a real, like, love feels like until you experience it. And so, you know, we, we got to stop sitting back and just, you know, being afraid and Googling, excessively Googling, like, you know, all these things, like how to get a job, like whatever, like all these things and like looking at all these people's videos and, and all this stuff. Like, I think in this culture, it's a lot of, we have a lot at our fingertips. Like I remember, you know, when we didn't have Google on our phones and we couldn't just like Google anything like at any given moment of any given day. And I think it's, it it was a simpler time where we didn't have all that at our fingertips because, you know, a lot of it was left to us quite literally having to go out and experience and figure it out the hard way instead of, you know, Googling and finding a million stories online of other people doing this very thing that we're so scared about and hearing it from their point of view. And like, of course, they're going to, you know, tell it the best way they can. But at the end of the day, guys, everyone experiences things differently. Like everyone experiences different stress. Everyone is concerned about different things. And, you know, a lot of times we also forget that, you know, people are so obsessed with their own lives that a lot of times they don't really care you know, what's going on in ours or they're not so concerned about like little things that we're concerned about. Like I always forget about that, you know, and I think a lot of post-grad is us, you know, wanting to have that job we can post on Facebook and so everyone can see that we're doing well and that we got this awesome job and like we're so, you know, obsessed with these big companies and, you know, we'd love to be like, oh, I work at this big company that everyone knows and not this random company that no one's heard of. And like, we want people at the end of the day, we do want to impress people. Okay. We always do. Like we always in some small way, you know, want people to see what we're doing and be like, wow, Katie's doing well. Or like, wow, like she is like a badass or whatever. Like, I don't know. And, and you might like say, oh, I don't think that, but like, let's be real. Everything we do is kind of rooted in what other people think. And it sucks and like there are ways you can look past what other people think but I think the biggest way to do that is just to realize that a lot of times people don't think anything. If they do, they're impressed for like five minutes with your big job at whatever company, you know, if they're impressed and they like the post, but you're the one that has to go to work every day. You're the person that has to, you know, be at that job and be there nine to five or nine to seven. If you're like at a really crazy company, like I'm always working after hours and like, you're the person that has to be passionate because at the end of the day, you know, yes, you can post that Facebook post and feel really great about yourself about whatever job you got. Um, I'm saying Facebook post because that's like what everyone did like post-grad for me but like obviously now Facebook's like kind of whatever so like maybe there's another place where you posted about your job I don't know but yeah and and like like I said like people are so obsessed with their own lives they they hardly care about what's going on in yours like I hate to say it but you know like okay this is like a very small kind of stupid example but like 
the medicine I'm on for my Lyme disease causes these like um what's it like I don't know if it would be called like a sore I don't want to call it that because it's like a gross word but like essentially I my skin like bubbled right under my nose like kind of like a pimple but like worse because makeup like does not cover it and it's almost like a burn like you know that like when you try to like put makeup on a burn it like does not stick so like I've had this like little like gross looking crusty like (laughs) like thing under my nose for like three days now and I'm so self-conscious about it and I just you know it it dawned on me today like or kind of now that I'm talking about it people don't really care like they probably cared maybe they're like oh what's under Katie's nose I don't know but then they they don't care they're like on with their own lives they're concerned about what they're doing they're concerned about the date they have tonight or what they're wearing tomorrow and they don't care so just remember that too like choose your own path like your future depends on you you depend on you like the little girl that you used to be little boy you used to be whoever you are whatever you identify as you know depends on you to make the right choice for you and to just live your life you know passionately and doing what you want to do and it does not matter what the other people think okay and I I don't know how many times I can say that but it doesn't matter because chances are they don't really care that much anyway okay so yeah, that is my postgrad spiel there. I don't really have, you know, I really wanted to have more like tips for finding a job and like things like that. But like at the end of the day, it's like you just got to network yourself. That's like the only real, real huge tip I can do or give to you guys because that's what I did. Okay. Like I just networked the hell out of myself and like I just contacted everyone I could possibly contact that had a job that I thought was cool. And that's how I eventually got L'Oreal. So sorry, you guys. My throat is like so scratchy. I need to like drink water. Oh my god, my early episodes in the podcast, I would always have a glass of wine, and I feel like lately I've always just had a glass of water because I get so like parched talking this long. But anyway, so okay, we're gonna segue on into what I wanted to talk about uh very, 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 very much, um, which I talked about or I posted on my Instagram story very briefly, which was the concept of small but certain happiness, which is a Korean concept, or it actually goes even further back to um Swedish concepts and Danish words and things like that, but Anyway, small but certain happiness. I fell into this like random black hole of YouTube videos um, called small but certain happiness videos and it was just so mind-boggling to me and I just was so into it that I needed to just talk about it on the episode. So basically, you're like, Katie, okay, what does small but certain happiness mean? So basically it was borrowed from Japanese writer Haruki Murakami in a 1986 essay and he described a small piece of happiness as eating a freshly baked loaf of bread with one's hands, seeing neatly folded underwear in a drawer, wearing a new shirt that smells like clean cotton and letting a cat enter into a bed with a rustling sound. So you guys might be like, okay, Katie, like, are you smoking crack? Like, what, what are you talking about? So basically, okay, stress. Kind of, it's, it's, it all layers together. Trust me, I'm going to get to a point here. Stress consumes us. We are exhausted. Like, we are just fatigued all the time with our stress and with all the things we have to do on a day-to-day basis. And Korea, which is where it's super popular right now, like Seoul, Korea, you know, they say if New York City is the city that never sleeps, like Seoul, Korea is like diagnosed with clinical insomnia. Like they are just constantly stressed and like chasing, you know, success and all these things. And like, it's just kind of dialed up to like an extreme. Like when I visited Asia, like I felt it. It was just palpable how much more, it just, it's a whole different culture, you know? And so, Anyway, so basically what small but certain happiness is, you know, something they're practicing is like completely the opposite of, you know, the success chasing, the status chasing culture that a lot of us feel like we are consumed by. And so, you know, small but certain happiness is not about the intensity of the happiness, but rather the certainty of the happiness. So basically, in a nutshell, it's, you know, pursuing and doing small things, little 
small things like lighting a candle or you know you know doing your laundry and smelling it and it being warm and cotton scented and like little things that you can do in your life that you know it might not be intense and crazy happiness that's like you know expensive or like anything like that it's just something so certain and so simple that it almost feels like you know, not essential to consume your life with like, such simple little pleasures, but it's it's like simple pleasures. That's like what it is. It's like very simple little things. And a lot of people, a lot of, um, you know, people in Korea and just a lot of people worldwide, this is actually even before, you know, it was popularized in Korea. There's like Danish words for it. There's um, Swedish words for it as well. You know, people are posting on social media and making videos on YouTube about just like simple little pleasures in their lives. So like small but certain happiness, you know, small but certain things that'll bring you happiness. And so, you know, I have been consciously ever since reading these articles and like falling into the black hole of small but certain happiness. You guys need to Google it after this because you're going to think I'm like crazy, but like Google it. It's actually so just satisfying seeing these posts just like in a lot of them are like little like sandwiches like with the crust cut off, like looking little like really cute. Like and it's just like little things that just satisfy you and they're super simple, like nothing crazy. It's not like a trip to Tulum or something. It's like a little, you know, sandwich or something just super like just satisfying and small something you can do that will bring you a small but certain happiness and it's it's something that you know actually does change the course of your entire day you know we're consumed by all these things we're fatigued we're just constantly chasing stress or chasing stress we're not chasing stress we're chasing success and it causes stress and we forget about these like simple little pleasures simple little things we can infuse our lives with that really brings us like a huge joy out of like a small little thing. And so it got me thinking about like little things, you know, sure happiness moments in my life and things that bring me sure happiness that I often gloss over because it's just so small and like just seems like so, you know, just like unnecessary or things that I'm just, I don't have time for. But they really do, you know, just create such happiness inside of me where like it just, it feels stupid even just like talking about it. But like just like little things that just like, that you need to do in order because I feel like okay we go to our nine-to-five jobs or we're in class all day or whatever and then we come home and we're like okay we got to do this and like you know prepare for bed prepare for tomorrow like and then go to bed and we don't really let let ourselves like indulge in like small little things like I'll just like when I come home from work I'll light candles and like in my apartment and my whole apartment smells like anthropology and like that is a small but certain happiness for me and it like it does you know it, it seems so small guys it just feels so small and I sometimes like don't even know I'm doing it it's like such like a, a second nature sort of thing but it does just change my entire mood and I can just finally breathe like I get off the crowded subway and I come into my apartment and I'm like wow okay you know this was a crazy day but like all is going to be okay and like it's it kind of all goes back to like the self-care concept that's really popularized in in you know U.S. and all over the world but like especially the United States I feel like a lot of us a lot of brands are talking about it especially it's how I know it and so you know, but I, I think that happiness has so many dimensions, guys. You know, it it can just be, you know, being content with yourself, like just being by yourself, lighting a candle or something. And for me, I, I was thinking about this and I was in my, my journal and I was writing things down, like little things that bring me happiness. And of course, like the first thing I thought of was food. So I wrote down fig and ricotta with a dash of honey. <laughs> that was the first thing I wrote down because there's this one flatbread um, at LPQ here in New York. So it's, it's Le Pain Quotidien. It's like a French thing. I don't know if I said that right. I probably didn't. But um, it's this little cafe that has a bunch. It's like a chain. So there's a bunch of locations in New York. But it's like a very 
it just brings me peace like walking in there um and i do a lot of work there sometimes like highly recommend if you're in the new york city area i don't know if they have other locations around the world but um anyway they had this one flatbread which is uh fig and ricotta with like a dash of honey on it and it was like the most delicious flatbread and they like discontinued it for like the season or something and i'm like so upset with them for doing that i need to like learn how to make it on my own and i i honestly think i should because it does bring me a small but certain happiness like i could have the most stressful day in the entire freaking world and eat one of those little flatbreads and be like completely happy with my life and like take a nice satisfying photo for instagram and a lot of it a lot of the movement in korea was like based on instagram posts and like um i wish i knew how to say or i didn't write it down um what the actual term is in their native language and so if you type in that hashtag like i i looked it up like when i was looking at the articles on it um and seeing all the posts like i don't understand any of the con the, the um the caption or anything because i i don't speak the language but i could just see from the photo like what that person is feeling and like it's just oh guys social media being used for good used for happiness used for calmness calm um, feelings so i also wrote down okay anthropology candle burning while i do the dishes <laughs> like there's like stressful things we have to do like i hate doing the dishes but when i light an anthropology candle like or it, it's okay this is like an ad for anthropology just kidding it's not but basically you know there's a concept that you don't even need to leave your house like this is a concept saying you don't need to leave your house to experience happiness like i feel like there's so many things in this world that are telling us like if you buy this okay that kind of doesn't really help because like i buy a candle but like you know what i mean like if you like leave your house and go to this place and do this thing or take this class and do this you'll be happy but you know i think a lot of that kind of just it we forget that a lot of happiness can be found within ourselves and without within just like finding a really deep relationship with ourselves and you know kind of just dusting off that relationship because I feel like a lot of times we, we there's so many other things that are demanding our attention that we just forget to have a relationship with ourselves and so you know small but certain happiness you know the forefront of the whole movement is yourself and what brings you happiness because obviously your happiness is going to look different than other people's happiness and i think you you owe it to yourself to figure out what makes you happy you know obviously but i wrote i wrote down shocking no retail therapy involved <laughs> well sometimes there is some you know shopping brings me happiness as well can i count shopping as a small but certain happiness so yeah i thought i would just share that little tidbit with you guys and Yes, I, I feel like uh, I'm getting to the end here of the podcast, basically the end of my vocal cords because my allergies are just like off the wazoo right now, of course. Like I just got over or I'm still getting over Lyme disease and now allergies just decide to hit me. Love, love the universe and the the uh, hand it, it deals, doesn't it? It does deal quite a hand. So anyway, I'm going to conclude tonight's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I know I was kind of like, it wasn't like really all over the place to be honest I did a good job of like staying kind of on track but I hope that you know some of your anxieties were relieved tonight and just know that you know you're not alone in your struggle you never are I'm always here and also like the rest of the world like whether you know it or not I mean in New York a lot of people are like very like hustle bustle very not very nice like that's just the stereotype and it's often true but you know people do have the same struggles as you and they also do care about you I think we always forget that people care about us so you know while you're dealing with these post-grad stress and any sort of stress you're dealing with just know that there are people out there that care about you like even if it doesn't feel like it okay there's always someone and you know it just takes sometimes breaking down the wall and kind of lowering your pride a little bit your ego and just letting them in and that's always important too so that is it for tonight's episode i hope you guys enjoyed and i will talk to you guys all next week bye